Go to Psalm 34, if you would, please. Believe with me. The Lord brings it to your remembrance. Pray about this. What I was talking about, about the offerings of the Lord. There's some things here that need to be done. And it'll affect a lot more than us in our local assembly. I may teach it on the road some next year. And uh, we've already been invited to some very large meetings. And uh, then, of course, by, by Internet. But uh, I can just sense in my heart. I, you know, we've taken some flack over the years from teaching about uh, some of these things. As a lot of people have. In fact, Jesus said, if you'd uh, do what he said in these areas and and uh, that you would receive a hundredfold now in this time with persecutions. That's what he said. Sometimes we want to leave off that with persecutions part. But uh, so much of it is from Christian people that just don't understand what you're talking about. Because they've never given by faith. They don't understand giving by faith. And they don't understand that we have a responsibility to believe for the harvest. They don't understand that. And uh, so it's just a whole lot of misconception and misunderstanding. And uh, there's a lot of good people who have done a lot of good work teaching on this subject. But I feel like we should do some things. So uh, believe with me if you think about it because we, we want it to be just right. Right? Just right. In, in, a, in a way that people can be liberated from their bondage and their wrong thinking. And there's so many Christians that are so broke. And it doesn't have to be that way. No, it, you know, it's not God's will. And so many times, I, I guess you can tell this is on my heart. Uh, so many times people, uh, they ministers. That there are so many ministers that are so broke. And their churches are broke. I don't mean a few. I mean so many. And the thing is, you hear different things in their talk that, that you know, we don't have this. Uh, we live in a little bitty place and we're out car. And the implication is because we're serving the Lord. Have you, have you seen that and heard that kind of thing? You know, we, we, we don't have this and we can't, we can't, we don't enjoy this and we don't, we don't enjoy that new car like that rich man over there. We don't live in that big house like them, but you know, we're serving the Lord. And the implication is that we gave all that up to serve the Lord. And that is taught in churches and it's a lie. Did you hear me? It's a lie. No. Only thing you give up to serve God is death. The wages of sin is death. And the blessing of the Lord makes rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. It's what the Bible says. I just wanted to give you a taste of the kind of thing we're talking about, thinking about. How many believe there needs to be some strong, anointed ministry in these areas? Real strong. The truth makes us free. So believe with me. If you get, think about it, get it on your heart, pray about it. Pray in tongues. And I'm going to be really searching and studying the next few weeks and looking at these things and believing God for... Uh, Revelation and utterance. In Psalm 34, if you didn't bring a Bible with you this evening, why don't you hold up your hand 
ushers look around. We have extra Bibles. We'd be glad to let you use one. You might have three or four at home, but you didn't bring yours tonight. Now hold up your hand. Use one of ours. Turn to Psalm 34. Follow us to the different scriptures. If you're watching by internet, now you're apart just like you're here. Uh, Don't be doing a bunch of stuff you don't need to do. Focus and get out your Bible and get out your pad. I really can, uh, I can sense all the people with us on the internet in my heart. We've got enough people now, they're regulars. <laughs> they, they, they feel like they're part of the church, and you are. Amen. That's why the Lord had us do this. Uh, thank God for this technology. Isn't it a wonderful tool? I mean, it's used for a lot of bad stuff, but, uh, that, you know, man's not smart enough to figure this stuff out on his own. God gave this to us, and the devil tries to abuse it, but this is what it's for, is things like this. Amen. So uh, let's just believe God to continue to expand and grow. And, and if we have so many people log on that the bills are huge, well, that's great. That's why we have in church, right? For the word to go out, we'll just, God's got plenty of money. We'll just believe God, right? For the money to come right on in, right? And if half the world logged on on Friday night. That'd be great, right? It'd be just wonderful, right? Yeah, glory to God. Because we, we've gotten, you know, uh, emails and, and indications from people that are in countries, you know, whether it's, it's illegal to preach the gospel. And in situations where they don't have, they couldn't drive 100 miles and get to a church where they're fed on faith. Couldn't drive 500 miles, some of them. But... They feel like they're Faith Life Church now. Boy, they log on every day, and here they are, and we're here, and there you are. We're happy about it. You are a part. We'll take you. Psalm 34. We've been speaking and ministering on the subject of the life of praise for some weeks now. I think we're we're nearing the, the conclusion of this. Not that we've covered everything on it, but, you know, for now. And numerous sessions we've talked about what praise is and what worship is and what thanksgiving is and and where to praise and when to praise and how to praise and worship and the benefits, why you praise, uh, you know, what it does for you, what it does for God. But let's continue on tonight and let's read out loud together verse 1, 2, and 3. Verse 1. I... Will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us. Exalt His name together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I think this means more to us than the first time we read it. Whatever months ago. As a church together. You can see individual uh, lifestyle of praise. And you can see corporate praise in this passage, can't you? I, that's individual. 
That's not just when you're at the church house, right? I will bless the Lord. That's not just at church. At all times, his praise shall continually all the time be in my mouth. That's individual, right? Then he goes on to talk about, you know, us exalting the Lord and us magnifying and praising the Lord together. So uh, we're not talking about, you know, something you do just during the service, but the lifestyle of praise. It should be just as natural and normal to us as blinking our eyes and breathing and our heart beating and we praise God. Sometimes people will say, well, y'all are just in the habit of that. All the time, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, glory to God. Y'all just got a habit of that. Thank God we got a habit of that. If you don't have that habit, it's a whole lot better than the one you got. Because you got a habit, you're saying something all the time. And a whole lot of folk is profanity and junk. It's complaining are griping, are cussing. I understand a whole lot of people complaining is continually in their mouth. Right? (laughs) They're not blessing the Lord. They're griping at all times. And complaining is continually in their mouth. They're exalting their problems. Cursing their situation. That's the habit they have. That's the lifestyle they have. And it ministers death to you. We've gone through any, all kind of things already, but uh, one thing it does, it darkens your understanding, Romans says. We studied that. Thanksgiving, on the other hand, enlightens you. The more you thank God for what's, what he's doing in your life, the more aware you are of everything that's going right. And, and the sharper you become about what God is doing and what he's wanting to do, the more you gripe, the more you complain, the more you cry and feel sorry for yourself. The Bible says in Romans 1 that your understanding gets dark and you don't see things. That's why people get to the point where they're ready to kill, kill themselves. They're ready to take their own life. Why? Got no reason to live. That's a lie. I said, that's a lie. You got all kinds of reasons to live. But what has happened, they don't see it. They've become darkened. It's so sad, you know. Uh, uh, you see teenagers sometimes that have taken their life because their boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with them. And to them, the heartache is real. We're not denying that. Yeah, it's real. But it's so ignorant. Because if they could have just made it through to the end of the week and had a big ice cream, <laughs> I mean, see what I'm talking about. and meet somebody else next week and it don't look so bad now you understand what I'm saying if you just just make it another day well what is that that's lack of experience it's ignorance and it's not being thankful now see it would be very hard for for the devil and his cohorts to convince a young person that's a faith life young person that's in a family where they practice praising and worshiping God every day and every night and read their chapter every day, Monday through Friday. Be very difficult for the devil to, to convince somebody like that that there's no reason to live another day. Right? Because they're not that darkened. They're enlightened. They know even though they might be hurting, even though they're going some, through something rough, they've heard all the testimonies. They know what God's done for mom and dad. They've seen all through their life. They know how many times he's brought them through and other people at the church and themselves. So, no, they're going to stick it out another day. Yeah. Right? 
and they're going to see it's going to get better. It's going to get easier. You're going to get freer. There's a lot of reasons to live. This thing is short enough as it is. Right? You're going to be out of here quickly anyway. You you know, and uh, the thing is, people, there's such selfishness in that. How many understand that suicide is very selfish? It's completely selfish. You don't care what's happening to other people. You don't care what you're doing to your family. Did you hear me? You can't kill yourself in love. If you're walking in love, you're not going to put your friends through that. You're not going to put your mom and dad and your brothers and sisters and, and the friends and the people that you work with, you're not going to put your people through that. Your love will endure what I have to endure to not put other people through this. Are you with me? Suicide is very selfish. Now, in talking about that, what do you mean, Brother Keith? Well, it, you're only thinking about me and how I feel and what what's going on with me. We're not put on this earth just to be comfortable. We have a creator. We were created for a purpose. We have a job to do. Is that right? And we're supposed to be about we're supposed to be thinking about doing our job. Right? Is it always easy to do your job? No. But if you're doing what he told you to do, his grace is sufficient. Right? He'll put you over. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Oh, glory to God. (laughs) We're going to get some victory here tonight. (laughs) The devil's a liar. I said the devil's a liar. Would you go with me to the book of Timothy? I just got changed by the Holy Ghost. And he is the boss around here. He's like that uh, Brother Hagin, my spiritual father in the faith. Uh, he said one, one time in, in a service, they're laying hands on people to receive the Holy Spirit. And he said he came to this one fellow, and you could tell the guy looked like he didn't know if he wanted to be there or not. You know, he's looking around, and he's looking back, and and uh, Brother Hagin said he got to him, said this lady was standing behind him, and later found out it was his wife. And he really didn't wasn't sure he wanted to be down there, but she almost insisted that he come. And so he he looked at the man and said, "Well, do, uh, would you like you want you want to receive the Holy Spirit?" And he said the fellow kind of looked looked at him, you know. Concern and said, uh, uh, if she say I do, I do. <laughs> well, we're that way with the Holy Ghost. If he say we do, we do, right? If he say we don't, we don't. <laughs> uh, where are you going? Which one? Second Timothy. <laughs> second Timothy, the second chapter. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you're watching by internet, don't log off. God's talking to you. He's talking to some people specifically. Right now, there's no accident that you are here. It's by divine direction. He- hear it out. 
Judge it later if you want to, but uh, you, it's hard to judge what you don't hear. And it's hard to benefit from what you, you don't hear or see. So, so stay put. And there are some people that have been feeling really hopeless. But uh, there is a God. And if you've been watching, then you notice that uh, you don't see a whole lot of depression in this place. Hmm? Nope. It's not allowed around here. Nope. Depression's of the devil. And we don't yield to it. Now, not to say you'd never feel any of these. Feelings can come your way. But, you know, uh, you may be rocking along doing doing fine and, and feelings come. Feelings of depression, feelings of, of dejection will realize that there's an enemy. And these things come from the worker of death, from the destroyer. But here's the thing. You don't have to act like you feel. You don't have to yield to those feelings. When those thoughts and those feelings come, you have a choice. You can either yield to it, and when you do, you're just going to sink lower and lower into the depths of heaviness and depression. Or there's an option for the child of God, the blood-washed. There's an option for the Holy Ghost filled. There's an option for the Jesus name authorized. What is it? Resist. You can resist feelings of depression. You can resist feelings of hopelessness. Hopelessness, And no matter how you feel, you can say, no, no, I don't believe that. The best is yet to come. There is a reason for me to go on. There's a lot of reasons for me to go on. There's all kind of reasons I don't know about. Right? The Lord says, I know, I know the thoughts I've thought towards you. Good thoughts. To give you an expected end and an end of glory, an end of success, we could say. Man, I'm so glad we didn't quit 25 years ago. We had some spots that were pretty meager. You know, how many know what I mean by that? You know, we, we started off at the bottom. We had to reach up to touch the, top, the, the first step, the first rung. And there were some times when, you know, you, it looked like it wasn't working. You know? I know when I was in school, first year Bible school. We had a bunch of seminars that year, and we had a bunch of guest speakers. And I mean, of course, I know it was where I was at at the time, too. But they all seemed wonderful. Of course, I'm, I'm new to this, too. And um, it's like when you're three years old, everybody's tall. <laughs> I mean, I want to talk about that. It's some of that. But um, they're so tall. But years later, you know, they, they don't look as big. And, uh, but every, everybody that came through and, and ministered, man, they were so, so anointed and so powerful. And, uh, I think I had shared one time on a Wednesday night and, uh, it, it seemed like the whole world was full of able anointed preachers. So, so the enemy's working on me. Can you see this? And, and the thought kept coming to me, you can't compare with them. 
What can you do? You don't even know where the books of the Bible are. You can't have fun what they're, what they're telling you to turn to. I mean, and you're going to preach? What are you going to do? And, and that kind of thing worked on me. But the thing is, I was in a place where the light was very bright. I was in a place where there's a concentration, you know, and the enemy tries to, to, to do away with the fact that there's a whole world of darkness out there. Where that you could just go and share half a verse and they've never heard it before. Right? How many understand if you're in a stadium and the bright light's on and you pull out your, your pin light and you turn it on, it's not that big of a deal. If you turn it on in here right now. You think, well, what's that? Oh, but if you're in a dark cave where there's no light at all. Oh, you listening now? You turn on your little pin light and everybody goes, whoa, whoa. Ah. It's amazing. It's all relative. It's comparative. But see, the enemy kept trying to tell me, you don't know. They don't need you. Country boy from Mississippi, your English is all messed up. They make fun of your accent. Well, see, the enemy is a liar. Right? And what his favorite thing is to get it stopped before it ever gets started. That's why he really, he's after young people, you know, because God's got his hand on them. He's got a call on them. He's got a future for them, the things that they're supposed to do, things that are supposed to happen, and he wants them to believe it's hopeless and no future so that they cut themselves off or they quit or do something dumb and, and short, you know, cut off their life. Same thing with adults. Same thing if you're middle-aged or older. Somebody say, well, I'm older and I've wasted my life. Do you know what God can do with three are five sold out years? What about Jesus' earthly ministry? Three, three and a half years? No, no. Don't believe it. Well, I'm old and I'm this and I'm that. No, you're thinking wrong is what you, what you are. You're talking wrong. Life is precious down here. Every day is a precious gift. Did you hear me? I mean, life is so short. Sometimes you don't realize it because this is all we've ever known. But friend, this thing is moving in a hurry. You're in my life, the Bible said, it's like a vapor. It's like a puff of smoke. Now you see us. Now you don't. I mean, the cemetery is full of people. People's bodies. Right? That were here, they live, they're gone, generation after generation. We are in the spotlight for a moment. We need to do what we were put on this earth to do. Right? We need to do our job. We need to do it the best we know how and not listen to the devil's lies. Second Timothy 2, verse 1. 2 Timothy 2.1 says, Thou therefore, my son, do what? Be strong. Be strong in the grace. How many know it's easy to quit? Yeah. Takes no strength to quit. You just quit. Oh, I can't take it anymore. That's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah, you can. You can do more than you think. And with God in you. 
You can do anything you need to do. It's just too hard. It's too hard, Brother Keith. No, it's not too, it's not too big for you to overcome. We're going to prove it in just a few moments. All you got to do is take another breath. Take another step. Make it through another hour. Then before you know, you've made it through another half a day. And speak some faith. Give God something to work with. And you'll begin to feel some relief. And begin to get better. Keep agreeing with God. Give him something. To, don't let your words be stout against him. Agree with him. Speak faith with him. Agree with him. And you'll find strength will begin to come into you. And what seemed unbearable seems lighter. And the further you make it, the lighter it gets. Until it can be a relatively short amount of time. Until you look back and that whole thing just seemed like a bad dream that happened to somebody else. Because you're so free now. Things have changed so much now. I've seen it again. I've, I've dealt, ministered to people that were in terrible situations. I mean awful. I won't even tell you what happened to them. It was that bad. Things, your worst nightmare. Things that you only hear about. And I'm looking into this, the, these people's eyes. And we're talking to them and we're praying. And, and they're hurting. I mean, they want to die. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Well, what do you mean they want to die? They want out. They want this to stop. Get, get away from this pain. Get out of this. That's the weak way. I said that's the weak way. And it's the selfish way. It's not caring about anybody else. Or what, you, what you're going to do to them. And I've seen these same people. A month later. And two months later. Nobody would have believed by looking at them, that they've been through that. And they don't talk it, and they don't tell it. Why? It's past now. They put it behind them. Right? We're not not looking behind, but looking before. So I know, I've seen it close hand enough to know, there is nothing that is too bad. There is nothing that is so terrible that you can't overcome it in God. But you can't be weak. You must be what? Strong. Not just in yourself. Well, I don't know if I'm strong enough. Well, you're not. I'll just go ahead and tell you. In yourself, you ain't got enough. But as a Christian, thank God, aren't you glad you're a Christian? As a Christian, you're not by yourself. You're not alone. Jesus himself used this to make it through the toughest situation in his life. He's facing Gethsemane, he's facing Golgotha, he's facing the whipping post, he's facing it. And you know, at, at one point, all of his staff, all of his crew run, ran away. He knew that, he saw it coming, and he said, all of you are going to leave me tonight. Now that's everybody. His family already thought he's nuts. Now these are his closest helping supporters. Every one of them left him. Yet, you know what he said? Yet, I am not alone. Because the Father who sent me is with me. Oh, friend, there is a depth of strength that is unending. Unlimited strength from the greater one who's inside you. But you've got to remind yourself of it. Don't you? 
The devil will come and say, you're all alone. And you'll feel like, you could feel like it. The feelings are real. It's hopeless. Nobody cares. Nobody believes in you. Don't you sit there for another minute and listen to that. That is the hater, uh, an enemy of your soul. Don't listen to it. If you have to, you get up out of your chair and say, shut up. Shut up. I am not alone. He who made me is with me. He who created me is with me. He who holds my great future in his hand is with me. He's inside me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. Just just standing up and saying that will push darkness off of you and allow God to bring strength up in you. Because it's faith. Just, Just doing that alone could help get you over the hurdle. And headed the right direction. It's when you lay there though. And contemplate and meditate all those thoughts. And cry. And feel sorry for yourself. You can feel yourself just sinking deeper. You just keep your deeper and deeper and deeper. This is ungodly friends. This is yielding to the devil. We ought never do it as Christians. In fact it's something to be repented of. It's not of faith. And the Bible says in Romans, whatever's not of faith is sin. Don't do it. Your flesh will want to do that sometimes. Your flesh wants to be petted. Poor baby. Poor baby will put you in the ground. You better get rid of that. Right? Nobody cares. It's a lie. That's a lie. If there was nobody else who cared but God, that'd be enough. That'd be enough for you to make it. But there's a lot of people that care. We care. Come on, crew. What about the folks on the internet that might be going through some stuff? Do we care? We care. We're not just saying that. We care. We care. We want you to see your full potential. We want you to do everything you were created to do. Yeah. We're put on this earth for a reason. Amen. The devil wants to rob God of our part. It's up to us to see that he does not. Second Timothy 2, keep reading. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 3. Thou therefore do what? Endure. Endure. Hardness. Is it always easy? It's not always easy. Even when you're obeying God. Even there are times when you can be exactly where you're supposed to be. Doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you can still go through some challenges. Think about this. Jesus told the disciples, get in the boat and go across to the other side. They didn't want to go. If you read the whole passage on that particular occasion, he had to tell them, no, do it. They're going to go, well, we'll just wait on you. He said, no, go, go. And in the middle of obeying God, they got in the biggest storm, right, that they'd ever been in. But that doesn't mean that they've missed God. That doesn't mean that they're out of the will of God. What do you got to do, though? Endure. Right? Endure. 
What does that mean? There's, that means there's, there's another side to this. There's, there's the other side. I can get through this. I can come out. Right? Endure. Endure. The Bible said Jesus himself, he endured the cross, despising the shame. Do you think that was easy? Oh, that was hard. But he did it. Why? For the joy that was set before him. Even though he was enduring untold agony, he could see beyond the other side. He could see past today. He could see past the pain. He could see past the cross. He could see the resurrection. And he could see your face and mine. He could see us all cleansed from sin and made righteous. And eternity in heaven. And he, he, he believed and knew it was worth it. It is worth it. I can do it. Well, if he could do that, you can come through too. I can come through too. Right? Said out loud, I'm not a quitter. He goes on to say, endure hardness as what? As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. A good soldier. I said to you before, suicide is selfish. And suicide is cowardly. It'd be like if you're in, the, in battle. Let's say that, you know, we're, we're fighting with our troops in Iraq or, or Afghanistan or wherever. I'm in uniform, let's say. We're fighting. And here is, is an onslaught of the enemy, and it's tough, and it's a tight place. And I said, well, I, man, I don't want to go through this. I pull out my revolver and shoot myself. That is basically what people, Christians, are doing when they check out. Did you hear me? Jesus is referred to as the captain of our salvation. Right? This is not, all this is not just about us and about if we're comfortable or about how we feel. (laughs) There's a war going on. Did you hear me? And we are supposed to be following the directions of our commander in chief. Amen. Is it always going to be easy? Well, no. In a war, it's not always easy. In a war, sometimes there's sacrifices and and hardship and things to be endured. But the honorable and the courageous, they face it. Right? And they push through. And if if we perished in the line of duty, well, that's honorable. Life is short anyway. Right? But you don't just quit. I said you don't just quit. You you don't run back and you don't take your own life. And you don't, well, it's it's too, no, no. Be a man of God. Be a woman of God. Face the fire. Right? Why? Somebody else could find out about Jesus through my life. If I live another day. I could help somebody. I could be a witness. I could be a blessing. God could use me. Right? Next week and next month, what could God do with another man or another woman? It's not like there's too many of us. The Bible said the harvest is great and the laborers are few. We don't have too many. We, we need more. We need every man. We need every woman at their post, on their job. Can you say amen? That's why we ought to fight against sickness and disease. Right? 
Somebody comes tells you, you know, you're 40 years old, you're 50 years old, you're 60 years old. Say, well, you have to die. Sorry. Well, no, that's that's a, a disease trying to rob you of years of service to your master. Did you hear me? So what do you do? You stand against it. You fight it. With every resource you have, right? You stand, you say, no, no, uh-uh. I'm going to live a full life of service. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live and give glory to God. Because he told me with long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. That's why we got to have the money, right? That's why we got to be healthy and strong. Why? Because we're soldiers. We got a job to do. This is not just about us being comfortable. Doing a job. So if you've been hit, well, we'll help you. We'll believe God for you, right? But you don't quit. You don't quit. You know, there's been numerous people, some through ignorance and some through just being weary of life, they just quit. You know, there's actually cases of, of individuals who were healthy. There was nothing wrong with them physically. And they just sat down and died. They just sat down and quit on the inside. And over a period, it wasn't long, a few months, they're dead. That really shows you that the life of the flesh is in the spirit. Right? Well, that also tell you then how much life is in the spirit to overcome problems in the flesh. Right? That's how somebody that would otherwise die can live. Because of the life and the strength. And of course we got the Holy Spirit in our spirit. But I've seen people that just, you know, they got weary and they just quit. They, they're, they're talking about going to let nature take its course with the disease and they just quit. Well, okay, they're cut off at 35. They're cut off at 45. Well, what happens? They had a job they were supposed to do. It still needs to be done, right? Who's going to do it? <laughs> you and me, right? And we got all, I'm understand, in, in a battle, you've got 10,000, you know, uh, troops. Well, what if 5,000 of them didn't show up? We well, still got the job to do, right? You just got to do it with less manpower. And so there's a lot of folk, you know, that we prob- probably going to want to see when we get to heaven. Go, hey, you know, we're not holding against you now, of course, but what's the idea? Leaving early. (laughs) You know, we had to do your work and ours too. No, thanks be unto God, there is victory. Everybody said out loud, endure hardness. hardness. As a good soldier. soldier. Don't be selfish. selfish. Think about it. How your actions actions affect other people. people. Let's be there for them. As long as we can. Be strong for everybody. As long as we can. Christmas season's upon us. A lot of folks will travel and go see family. Don't go in and try to preach to them and correct them. Don't try to correct them. Be strong for them. Be a pillar for the whole family. Be a rock. Amen. Amen. 
Everybody else may be complaining, not you. Everybody else may be acting needy and clingy, not you. You're a rock. Strong. Amen? Hallelujah. Go with me, if you would, over to, uh, you're, you're there in 2 Timothy. Go to 1 Peter, just over a few pages. Well, this is a little different tonight. Not what I had planned. I got some notes here. <laughs> some good stuff on them. But maybe another time. 1 Peter. Uh, verse chapter 5, excuse me, 1 Peter 5 and verse 7. Just stay hooked with me a little longer here now. Everybody here and everybody there, stay hooked. We're not quite through. You've made some progress already. Yeah. We're not going under. We're going over. We're not quitting. We're going through. In fact, we're going all the way. We're going to finish our course. We're going to run our race and finish our course with joy. And we can because we got the greater one on the inside. 1 Peter 5, 7. Carry all your cares. Bottled up inside. <laughs> no, let me see. What? What must be the lighting in here? What? What? Casting all your cares on your closest friends, because that's what God gave them to you for. To, to dump all your problems. Because what are friends for? Shoulders to cry on. Ears to feel. <laughs> no, no. Casting the biggest of your cares. Tell me what it actually says. Casting all. What does all mean? Everything included, nothing excluded. All means all. Casting all your care upon Him. Not on anybody else. And not you carrying it yourself. Brother Hagin said years ago, a lady came and said, oh, Brother, Brother Hagin, pray for me. You know, I, I, it's just too much to bear, all the cares of this life. If the Lord would just take half of them, I, I believe I could handle half. But all of it's too, well, see, she's ignorant of the word. He said, Sister, I can't pray that. Well, why? You mean I got to carry them all? No, good news. You don't have to carry any of them. <laughs> Boy, if we really believe that, it'd make us happy. I'm telling you, 
that you don't have to carry one care. Is it true or not? Yeah, but I do, Brother Keith. I got the cares of my kids and my grandkids. I got the cares of my bills. And I got the cares of the church. And I got the cares uh, of the, the business. And I got all these people I got to, you know, I just got a lot to worry about. I know that's how a lot of the world operates. But it's not, it's, it's, it's forbidden to children of God. A lot of them are doing it. We've all missed it in this area, but let's quit missing it and begin to obey the Bible and do what? Cast is a strong word. It's from the Greek word balo. It means to throw. Throw it off. Throw it off. Everybody say throw it off. Throw what off? Every care, every worry. Throw it off. Every time I say throw it off, I think about my dad. Our little house we lived in was a three-room, not three-bedroom, three-room. And we didn't have air conditioning in the early days. And uh, so we slept with the windows open. And my dad's uh, room didn't have a screen on his window. And the bed's right there and the window's right there. And about, oh, I don't know, one or two in the morning, I heard the awfulest commotion in there. Woke us all up. Wow! <laughs> boom! <laughs> and then another boom. And then the, what had happened, a cat had jumped through the window and landed right on my dad's chest. <laughs> and he cast the cat off. <laughs> Quickly. He didn't lay there and have a conversation with the cat. Where did you come from? What are you doing? No, no, no. That's how you got to be. With cares. I mean, the moment they try to jump on you, what do you do? Throw it off. Go, no, no, no. I'm not equipped to handle this. Worry will aid you prematurely. It's a fact. One of the biggest reasons that people don't live out their full length span is stress. And, and <clears throat> most of it is unnecessary stress. It's stress people carry because of failure to throw it off on the Lord. Give it to Him. You know, when you realize, I can't fix this, then... To the intelligent person, it's time to get it to somebody who can. <laughs> I'm going to go over that real slowly again. Because <laughs> pe- people, are mi- I've missed it on this. You've missed it. People have missed it so many times. Lay in the bed, worry, lose sleep, pace, sit in a chair with a frown on your face because you're trying to figure it out. When you've scoped this thing out 10,000 times, you've thought about it from every angle and you don't have the answer. And you've tried to see anything and everything you can do and maybe you've tried everything and you can't fix it. You can't make it right for the intelligent person. What's it time to do? (laughs) Huh? It's time to get rid of it. Why? Why? Because if it stays with you, it ain't going to get fixed. Yeah. 
Because we already know. I can't fix it. I can't do it. I can't do anything with it. It's too big for me. Let's get it to somebody who can. Casting all your cares. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. God's helping us with this. It's such a life of freedom. When you realize I don't have to fix everything. I don't have to know everything. I don't have to figure everything out. I don't have to judge everything. Thank you, Lord. I know some people wouldn't believe how free I am the bulk of the time. And some say, what do you mean, Mother Keith? Well, I, I'm learning more and more as the years pass by I, I, to not judge anybody or any work or any situation. If I don't understand it, I don't have to have an answer. Are you with me? What about what brother so-and-so did? What about it? What do you think about it? I don't have to. I'm not God. Right? I don't have to judge it. Whether it's yay or nay or they did right or not. I don't have to judge it. Man, it keeps you free. Well, what about this? Or what if they don't do that? Or what if these people don't do this? Well, what if they don't? I am glad. I am not God. I'm not qualified for the job, nor are you. The good news is, he is qualified for the job. We've got a God, right? So you give it to him. I mean, the moment, the moment you begin to get into something and you realize your face is getting screwed up and, and, and you, you know, you're getting a scowl and you're thinking, mm, what are we going to, that, that ought to be a red light. Cast it, cast it. That's the thing you throw off. Cast it. Or to be a buzzer and a bell and a voice. Cast off. Cast off. Cast off. Right? Why? Just look at what it's doing to you. It's bringing you down. You're losing your peace. You're losing your joy. That's all you have to know to know this is something to cast off. Casting all your care. Where's the Amplified Bible? Let me read that, please. I really like it, Amplified. In <laughs> where are we at? <laughs> yeah. First Peter five seven in the Amplified. This Amplified says, casting the whole of your care. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on Him. For He cares for you affectionately, and He cares about you watchfully. How much happier Christians would be if they'd obey this verse. You can't make the decision for everybody, but you can for yourself. How many casters do I have in the house? Now you worry, casters, care, casters. I mean, get good at it. Get good at recognizing when it's a care and throwing it off. Boom. Throw it. Up, that's a care. Throw it away. No, I don't want that. Mm -mm. Throw it off. No, you don't care. No, you don't sit on me. Throw it off. 
Give it to God. Give it to somebody that can do something about it. It says verse 8. Let's see. He said be. Well let me read to the King James. Then I'll read the Amplified. He said uh, be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion. Walks about seeking whom he may. May. May, may. Remember the mother, may I? (laughs) Seeking the, the devil. He's going about as a roaring lion. Now, he has been stripped. So a lot of his stuff is smoke and mirrors. But it can seem real enough. And some things are real. But he's going about seeking whom he. Oh, come on, get that word now. Whom he. What does that mean? There are some he may devour. Oh, and there are some. He may not. Don't you like that? Whoo, glory to God. So when symptoms. And thoughts and problems and challenges come to you and hit your life. What's going on is the enemy is going. May I? And if people go. Oh Lord what's going on? I don't know. It's not supposed to be happening to me. I guess. Oh no we're going down. Oh no it'll never be right there. Then the devil goes thank you. That means I may. Hmm? And he comes right on in because you're afraid, fear, your fears will come on you. Oh, but what if you know this? What if you know this? And you're not an ignorant Christian. You're an enlightened Christian. You've begun, you've, uh, begun to find out who you are and what you have and who he is. And when things show up and thoughts and and feelings of fear and and anxieties and things try to come on you and you realize this is a knock. May I devour you? You stand up and you go, no, you may not. No, you may not devour me. I refuse to yield to you. I resist this. You can either yield to it and lay and cry and feel sorry for yourself and give up. Or you can resist it and say, no, you don't. Not in my house, you don't. No, you don't. Not in my life. I'm not laying down for this. You picked the wrong one. No. We don't do this. We we don't yield at our church like this. We're fighters. (laughs) We fight the good fight of faith. And we're winners. We're overcomers. We're not quitters. And the rougher it gets and the worse it gets, learn how to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and look the devil in the eye and say, you picked the wrong one. I'm going to make you eat this. You make it light on yourself. The longer this goes and the worse this gets, it's going to be the more glorious when the turnaround comes. And I'm going to go around and tell everybody, you wasn't big enough to do it. You tried, but you couldn't do it. I'm going to make you eat it. So make it light on yourself. 
See, that's not what he expects. Now, he, he didn't, he, oh, he didn't want that. He wants you to go, oh, why is this happening to me? What did I ever do to deserve this? Nobody helped me. What's the use of going on? Oh, he loves folks like that. He has a party at their house. He moves in, lock, stock, and barrel with all his imps and his stuff. And depression reigns day after day. And it gets darker. And you got a, a wrong spirit in every corner of the house. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, but the man and woman that will jump up in the middle of the room and say, No, you don't. No, you don't. Not in my house, you don't. God's been do too good to me. He's come through for me too many times. Life is too short to waste a half a day. Sitting up here crying, feeling sorry for myself. There's work to be done. There's prayers to be prayed. There's offerings to be given. There's people to go to help. There's things to be done. I'm a soldier. Not a wimp. Not a crybaby. I'm a soldier. Right? I take my post. Do my job. Discharge my service. So it won't be long. Our tour will be done. You understand, this is probably the shortest thing you'll ever do. What's happening right now? Life on the earth. It's a tour of duty. Right? A lot of us are already halfway through our tour. Some three-fourths way. I mean, won't be long. You're going to be, you get discharged, go home. We want it to be an honorable discharge. Right? We, we, want, we want to have done exploits on the field that we get rewards for. That will be honorable throughout eternity. Can you say amen? It's not time to quit. Not time to give up. Time to press on. Press on. He said, be sober. Stay awake. Watch. Look out. Be on the watch because the, the devil, he's going around seeking whom he may devour. Whom do what? Resist. Now see, there's the answer right there. How do I prevent him from devouring me? How can I tell him, no, you may not? By resistance. You resist him steadfast in the faith. Knowing this. Now this will help you. Knowing this, what? Knowing what? That the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Is that true? Then when the devil sits on people's shoulder and says, nobody knows what you're going through. Nobody's been through anything like this. Nobody could stand this. It's a lie. Other people have not only stood it, but come through it with flying colors. This nobody knows what I'm going through is a lie. Nobody's been through anything like this before. People have been through worse. And we're stronger. Did you hear me? Is the the truth, is the reality. He said knowing. What do you do when the enemy comes to devour you? You resist him. And you don't just do it for a few minutes. You resist him how? Steadfast. In your faith, you do it in the morning, you do it at lunchtime. You do it in the afternoon, you do it in the middle of the night. You do it the next day. You don't, not a place where you get tired and you quit. Why don't you just kill yourself? No. Then what do you say tomorrow? 
It's worse today than it was. Just won't you? Just end it all. Why don't you? No. No. And realize that it's the devil. You don't have to wait till you see somebody in a red suit with a pitchfork to resist it. I think that's what some people are waiting on. If it's stealing, if it's killing, if it's destroying, you know it came from him. Resist it. This, you've heard me tell this before, but it'll bear repetition. This, this fellow said one time he was up on this tall building. They had invited him up, and I forget how many stories. It was a huge building. And this little, little bitty balcony. And they wanted him to step out there and take a look. So he stepped out. He said, man, he said, the people look like, you know, this big and the cars. He said, it was so tall. And this thought came to him just out of the blue. Why don't you just jump? And he said, you jump. I'm not. <laughs> and when he said that, I thought, excellent. That is excellent. Why? Because he understands what's going on. He understands that thought didn't come out of his insides. It came from out here, from the enemy of his soul. But see, a lot of Christians uh, don't have enough understanding. They'd stand there and grip the rail and go, what's wrong with me? What am I standing here thinking about jumping? Well, that's an open door. The enemy's got plenty of explanation for you. He'll say, because you're suicidal. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Well, why are you standing here thinking about jumping? Is that not suicidal? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And a lot of people, it wouldn't take them half a day. They'd be sitting sober in the corner going, what's wrong with me? Have I got a suicide spirit? The devil say you got two. <laughs> and if you listen to him, you'll begin to believe it and get ready to plan it and act on it when there wasn't a thing wrong with you. Learn where those thoughts are coming from. And resist them. A thought come to you to hurt yourself or do something stupid. What do you say? You say, I'm not stupid. Why don't you just kill yourself? I wish you'd kill yourself. (laughs) Sorry, devil. You're so big on suicide, why don't you do it? Why don't you see if you can take yourself out? Because I'm not. I'm not ignorant. Life is short enough as it is. And no matter how bad it might be at the moment, the future is bright. God's on the other side. I can endure this for a short season. If Jesus could get through the scourging on on the whipping post, if he could get through the cross, I can get through this with his help. It only endures for such a short season. And the tribulations... And the things that, you know, that, that we might experience, the Bible says they're not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. The glory's on the other side, in this life as well as the next, on the other side of this problem, I'm saying. Glory. Endure hardness as a good soldier. Resist the devil steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. 
But the God of all grace, verse 10, keep reading. The God of all grace who's called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that you've suffered a while, you're going through some stuff, but what's going to happen? He's going to make you perfect. He's going to establish you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. 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 We're coming through. And we're coming through big. In closing, please go to 1 Corinthians. The 10th chapter. Well, the devil got whooped tonight. He had some things in the works and had about convinced some folk of some things. But they're not convinced now. I said they're not convinced now. They're going to live another day. And another night and another week. The Lord tears is coming a long life. And it's going to get better. You just watch. It's going to get better so quickly. Until it won't be long. You'll look back and you'll think, why was I thinking like that? Well, because the devil's a liar. And you were listening to it. But you're not now. I said you're not now. Everybody said out loud, I will not die. I will live. And declare the works of God. Declare the glory of God. I'll be a witness. Of the light. God can use. With long life. He'll satisfy me. And show me his salvation. Hallelujah. That's what I believe. That's what I say. That's what I'll have. Right? Yeah. <laughs> sure the devil wants us out of here. We're causing him too much problems. Sure he wants us out. But tough. We're staying. Come on, somebody needs to say that. We're staying. We're staying. Till God in us gets good and ready for us to go and not a day before. We're staying. Somebody on the internet, you need to say it out loud in your room. I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm staying. God's not through with me. No, I'm staying. Staying. Somebody says, yeah, but you don't understand, Brother Keith. They said this, uh, this disease is... Uh, terminal and it's inoperable it's hopeless if God says you can stay you can stay honey he's bigger than AIDS he's bigger than cancer he's bigger than uh, brain tumors he's bigger oh it's so easy for him to heal that so don't you bother your little heart and mind about that you just say Lord you want me to stay he says yes then say okay okay I'll stay Okay, I'll stay. Okay. And you need to tell tell the cancer, no, I'm staying. Yeah. Tell the tumor. Tell the disease. Tell the problem. No, I'm staying. You have to go. I'm going to stay. You have to go. One of us has got to go, and it's not going to be me. I'm staying. So you have to go. And that's what the Bible said. Resist steadfast in the faith. And what did another wonderful scripture say? Resist the devil and he will flee. That's Bible. He he didn't have a choice about it. When the Bible says he's got to flee, he's got to flee. 
Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It is written. Bible. 1 Corinthians 10. <laughs> Ooh, we messed up the devil's playhouse tonight. He'd been, he'd been working on some things for a long time. And boy, the Lord just messed it up tonight. The anointing destroys yokes and removes burdens. Thanks be unto God. And the word is anointed. 1 Corinthians 10 and uh, 13. There has no temptation, no temptation, no trial, the Amplified says, taken you, but such as is what? Common to man. Now that's two witnesses in the New Testament that everything you're going through is nothing new, but it's common to man. Well, it feels so bad. Well, it felt bad to them too. Right? (laughs) It's so hard. Well, it was hard for them too. But they made it through. And you can too. Right? Yeah, but it hurt. just felt like like my insides were breaking apart. I know. It felt like that to them too. But it doesn't last. You can get through. Right? Just take another breath. Make it through another hour. And here's the key. Begin to praise God. (laughs) For bringing you out. And here comes some help. That the ungodly don't have. There is no temptation. There is no trial. There is no test. That has taken you or happened to you. But such as is common to man. But. No matter what's going on. How bad it feels. What can you count on? Come on now get ready to shout a little bit. No matter. How bleak and how hopeless. How terrible it feels. This much you know. God. Is. Faithful. Faithful. And it's irritating to me that some preachers will preach that God is faithful and they turn around and if they don't say it outright, they leave the idea, God's faithful, but he may stand there and watch you spiral and go down the drain. But don't forget, he's there. Well, whoopee. (laughs) He's there while I go down. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 that's not Bible. That's not Bible. In fact, hold hold your place here and go to Psalm 91. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Not a clue is going to preach this tonight, but God is so smart. Oh, he's so smart. Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Verse 14, Psalm 91, 14. Now, if you're watching by the internet, your Bible ought to be out. Right right there in front of you. Turn it to Psalm 91. We'll wait for you. 
You should. You should do this now. This, this is not uh, Brother Keith's words. It's not Faith Life Church words. This was here a long time before you and I came on the planet. And it'll be here from now on. Right? It is eternal. It is unfailing. Psalm 91, 14. Because he, talking about you and me, has set his love upon me, talking about God. Therefore, will I deliver him. What does that say? God said, I will deliver him. What God say? I will, not just I'll be there and watch you while you go down. I will deliver him. Keep reading. I will set him on high. Because he's known my name. I don't care how low you are. There's a high point coming. He's going to set you on high. If you just keep your eyes and your heart on him. He'll call upon me. And I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Not a period. Not a period. I will be with him in trouble. Pause. What? I will deliver him and honor him. Not I'll be with him while he goes down. Just know I'm faithful. I'm here. No. I will be with him in trouble. And, and for why? I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Woo! Glory to God. That was the last blow to the devil. Right there. Yeah, knockout. <laughs> yeah, he's out for the count on this one. What do you mean? Because I believe it. People in this room believe it. People over the internet believe it. You believe it. There is reason to go on. There's all kind of reasons we don't even know to go on. God is with us. He's delivering us out of this. He's taking us from the low and he's going to set us on high. And he's going to show us long life. Long life. Long life. Long, long life. Lord, terror is his coming. We're going to, we're going to die satisfied. What does that mean? We lived a full life. We did it all. We saw it all. We had it all. Did you hear me? We know we're done. We don't feel like there's anything else we need to do. We're aged and rich and honor and satisfied. Now all there is is go home. Right? We've done our tour. Honorable discharge. Come on home. Yeah. And until we get to that place, ain't no devil, ain't no disease, ain't no accident, ain't no depression, ain't no drug going to take us out. Nothing. Nothing. We're staying. We're staying. We're doing our job. We're running our race. We're finishing our course. It'll be over soon enough without cutting it short. Somebody say again, I'm staying. I'm staying. 
The depression is leaving. Death is leaving. Disease is leaving. I'm staying. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Whoo. Glory. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you are staying. Yeah. Back to 1 Corinthians 10. Just finished reading our verse, and I think we're we're complete for the night. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. There are some people who should have this tape tonight. And if you know who they are, send it to them. And it's going to be archived on the internet. Be right there. Even if on the other part of the world, just tell them to click on and pay attention. It's, it's already right there. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Just little old common problems. Even if they feel terrible, just God, oh, this is just common stuff. If it feels unbearable, despise the problem and magnify God. Oh, this is just common stuff. A lot of people have been through this. It may seem unbearable, but talk about it that way. Despise your problem. Magnify not the problem, but your God. Despise the problem. Oh, it's just common stuff. Boy, I heard y'all having some problems. Oh, it's just common stuff. Little stuff. Well, it didn't sound little to me. Well, compared to God, it's little stuff. <laughs> I'll have to admit there was a moment when it seemed pretty big to me, but then I quit looking at me and started looking at him. And from his perspective, it looks very, very small. Way, way down there. God's got a view. Huh? I said, God has got a view. In the heaven of heavens, from the throne of glory, he surveys all. He does not feel weak. He does not feel intimidated or inferior to any problem or any challenge. And you and I are in him. And we've been seated at the right hand of majesty on high with our master. And if by faith we'll take that place, we go, ah, little stuff. Easy for God to fix. It'll be fine. Don't you worry about it. Don't you be concerned. Hallelujah. It's just common stuff. Common to man. Common to man. But here's what we emphasize. Now did you get this? Despise the problem which means common. Just common stuff. But magnify God. God is faithful. That's why we're going to make it through. That's why we're going to make it through in our finances. Right? We're not going under in our finances. Families and churches and couples and individuals in this church are not going under. In fact, I just know it in my spirit. There's some people, it does not look good right now. But you've been sowing and you've been believing and you are this close. I'm telling you. You are close to sow. I'm, I don't mean an increase. Your whole financial structure is going to change. 
your, your income is going to be from a different, different channel. Amen. And it won't be subject to some of the ups and downs that you've been experiencing. Amen. God's going to put you on a better, what's the word? Better flow. I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, it's going to come better. And it'll be more. But you've got you to give him something to work with. You've got to stay in faith. You've got, you got to be expecting. Expecting. Tomorrow and the next day, expecting. My finances are getting better. I'm coming out of this. I'm not living check to check. rest of my life, <clears throat> I'm not bumping along. I'm not eking out in existence. I'm coming up. I'm going to get free from this. I'm going to come up above this. I'm going to live on a higher level. I'm going to live in surplus. I'm going to live in excess. That's the way we're going to operate because that's our God. He's a God of abundance. That's His will. That's His way. That's His plan for us. Yeah. God's faithful. God is faithful. He will not suffer you or allow you or let you to be tempted above that you're able. See, the devil will tell you, you can't handle this. This is too much. This is too much for any human being to take. That's a lie. According to this, it's a lie. If it, was, if it really was too much for you to handle, it wouldn't be there. Did you get it now? If it was too, you see, people misquote this. They take this thing, well, you know, now the Bible says God won't put more on you than you can stand. Well, that's not what he said. That's, that's twisting and then taking in your own words and trying to say what you understand. Well, don't, don't do that. Say what he said. How many know he meant what he said? He said it the way he wanted to say it. I guess one reason I'm adamant about that, people have misquoted me a bunch. <laughs> I had a fellow one time, he came and he said, well, Brother Keith, he said, uh, you know, when you were teaching on that one thing and you said such and such and such, and, and actually it was the opposite of what I had said. I said, no. I said, you might have heard that wrong. Uh, he, he said, well, no, that's what you said. I said, I don't think so. He said, well, yeah, I was there. That's what you said. I said, I don't think so. He said, well, there's a tape. And I said, well, get it. <laughs> and come back and tell. If, if I said it, I want to know it. I saw him a couple of days later. And I said, well, did, did, is that what I said? He said, well, not exactly. <laughs> he said, but that's what you meant. <laughs> well. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because people do that with God all the time. Yeah. Well, that's what he meant. Well, no, he said what he meant. That's what he meant. No. What did he say? He said there is no trial, there is no test, there is no temptation that has befallen or taken you, but such as is common to man. A lot of people have and are going through it. But God is faithful. And he will not suffer you. He won't allow you to be tested or tempted above what you're able, able what? Able to deal with and overcome. If it was too big for you to deal with, it wouldn't be there. If it, was, if, it was, if it could come in so overwhelming that it just crushed you and there was no way any human being could deal with it, God said, I will not allow that. And if he said it, it's a fact. If he said, I will not allow it, then he will not allow it. 
Which the good news is, if it shows up on your doorstep, what do you know? I can whip it. Right? If it was too big for me to deal with, it wouldn't be here. God would not have allowed it to show up if it really was too big for me to deal with. But if the enemy is able to pull off something big, no matter what it is, God is faithful. Let's just back up here. Back up. Is God in the temptation? No. Well, so you've got to see where that's coming from. Temptation. Trial and test. None of, none of that's happening to you but what is coming to man. But God is faithful. So was the temptation coming from God? No, no. But in the midst of the worst trials and tests, God is faithful. He's faithful. What does that mean? He is, he's watching with limiters. No matter what you do or what the enemy does, he's not going to let things get in a situation where it's too big for you. Where you can't overcome it in him. And anything that the devil comes up with. He's ahead of him. And he has already made a way to escape. He's already made a way to get out of it. So that you can bear it and bear up and overcome. (laughs) Before you know there's a problem. God's already figured the way out. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Can you make it through what you're dealing with? Yeah, you can. It's just common stuff. And God is faithful. Is there a way out? Is there a way of escape? Is there a way to overcome? Is there a way to come out on top? God's already got it figured out. He's already got it planned out. All you got to do is stay with Him. Stay with Him. Stay positive. And talk faith. Say, me and you, God, me and you. We're coming out. We're coming out. Maybe your heart hurts so bad. Maybe thoughts are just bombarding your mind like machine gun bullets. Maybe the the bills seem overwhelming. Whatever it is, don't quit. Don't look at that. Just stand up and go, "Uh uh-uh, no, no. Now, if it was too big, even my own mistakes and failures, if it was too big, God wouldn't allow it to be too big. So he's already got a way out. Lord, I'm staying with you. Show me the door. Show me the exit. How do I get out of this? And expect. Show me. Thank you for showing me, Lord. You're faithful. You're faithful. You never let a one of your kids down. No, you're with me in trouble. You told me you would deliver me. You told me you'd see me through the long life and satisfy me. So I'm staying with you. Thank you. And you will come out. Have to. Because the Word of God is true. Can you say amen? Stand on your feet, please. Glory to God. We ought to lift our hands and thank God and praise God and worship God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Praise 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 you, Lord. Hallelujah.